Welcome to Flip the Library Podcast, Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast. My name is Melissa Gramont, Supervisory Librarian at Norcross Branch. And I'm Steve Thomas, Branch Manager of the Collins Hill Branch. And on this episode today, we welcome Patty Reber, who is the Youth Services Manager. Patty, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, we wanted to get started with finding a little bit about your background and how you came to work for GCPL. Well, I have worked in public libraries since I started volunteering in eighth grade at my hometown library in Rome, Georgia. And when I was 16, the manager of circulation walked over to me. I was writing a paper and she's like, are you Patty? And I was like, yes. And she said, do you want a job? I said, She's like, good, come by tomorrow, we'll do an interview. (laughs) And that was that. (laughs) I worked there all through high school. When I went to the University of Georgia and I did work study, they stuck me in the law library. And my first day there, I walked in and they treated me like you treat a student worker who doesn't know anything (laughs) about libraries. And they said, you know, what's your experience? And I told them and their faces lit up and they said, you've worked in the library before? And I said, yes. And so I worked in the law library at Georgia, and then I got a job at the Athens Library, and I worked there for several years. And when I graduated, I got a job in the children's department full-time, and I fell in love with children's services, and I loved it. And eventually I left. I went up to D.C. to go to grad school to get my master's in library science. And I got a job working at the D.C. Public Library System as a children's librarian. I did that for three years, I think. And then I was promoted up to the early literacy. It was the early literacy coordinator. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And it's for the system. And I handled all the birth to five for the system for, again, like three years. And I wasn't really looking to move Um, but I was kind of just sort of poking around looking at jobs and I saw one in Gwinnett County and my parents are still in Rome and I was like oh it'd be kind of nice to be closer to my parents and I was like well you know I'll apply I'll see if it's meant to be I'll get it and I did (laughs) and I was like I guess I'm moving to Gwinnett And that is how I ended up here. <laughs> well, did you did you always want to work? I mean, when you got into libraries, did you know that you wanted to work with kids and youth services? Once I got that job in Athens, yeah. Um, I knew I wanted to work in public libraries. I really enjoyed my public library work and that idea of service to everyone and that we are open to the public as a whole has always meant like a lot to me. I get all kind of teary when I talk about it. It makes it really hard professionally sometimes. She's crying right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. It's very sad. Um, but once I had that experience working in Athens with that team of people and also getting to do story times and working with kids and doing puppet shows and I just I fell in love with it. I love youth services. 
Well, that is great that you love youth services because <laughs> you've been the youth services manager for almost two years now. I know. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Yeah, I, I had to look back and I was like, oh, Patty's been with us with the, for a while. You're not a newbie anymore. I know. <laughs> you can't use that as an excuse anymore. <laughs> so for those that are new to the system or those that really don't understand what the head of youth services does. Can you explain the services um, that you provide and what your department is responsible for? Sure. I was like, what I do on a daily basis, I sit in my office. (laughs) Um, I don't see children nearly enough. But um, what we do as a, a group is we handle sort of the bigger programming, system-wide programming. Um, We're sort of moving in the direction that kind of everyone has that thing that they sort of specialize in. Like Don is the person who deals with the schools. And if you have a question about the schools or you want to get into a school, Don is your man. He's got that relationship. And... um, Sarah is kind of our science person. Like she has got that science down. She's also really handling our um, Heritage Month programs. So like Hispanic Heritage Month and Native American Month and Black History Month. Sarah's really stepped up. She really enjoys doing those and and kind of planning the month-long celebrations. So as a, a department as a whole, we're looking at, we're even moving more towards doing bigger system-wide programming. Um, we're sort of scaling back on the doing the monthly programming in the branches because the branches do so much programming that we kind of get lost in all of the programming done. And we feel like we can spend our time doing bigger programming. So like Hispanic Heritage Month and like the fashion project that Catherine did with the, the joint projects with the learning labs, and we are, our big thing that we're planning right now is a Harry Potter Yule Ball. Oh. Yes. Uh, we're going to have a slightly more information coming about that real soon, but we have gotten permission. It's going to be an after-hours teen event, which is going to be super fun. And it's going to be in December, so during Yule. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um I can't tell you where yet because I have not spoken to that branch manager, (laughs) but that is coming. (laughs) Well, that that the stuff you're talking about is what kind of makes your department unique in that you're kind of all over the place. I mean, you've got everybody's got their own desk and they're in a place, but they're not often at their desk because they're out around around in the community. Um, Can you talk about the kind of the positives and the challenges in that kind of arrangement and kind of being scattered around like that and not being together a lot? Oh, yeah. Um, I like that we can go kind of anywhere quickly because we've got a presence sort of all over the place, but it has been a real challenge to manage a team that isn't together. And that actually is something that's going to be changing. I think I can talk about this. Ooh, we have the scoop. Um, so we are going to be eventually moving back to headquarters. This A lot of this depends on having the space to store all the stuff that comes with us because we've got space right now for the people. 
we've moved over where adult programming used to be and there's desks for everybody and that would be great <laughs> but every every one of the youth services people comes with a lot of stuff because that's what youth services does um, so right now we're in the process of finding space at headquarters for the stuff and once that's done we're going to move um, nobody's moving until at least August because we have to get through summer there's no way we could coordinate trying to move and find a place for our stuff and like all of that that goes along with moving and do summer because <laughs> that would be crazy but hopefully in August we're going to be back here together as a team which will be great um, it's been kind of difficult trying to have that sort of team feeling and we've compensated we have Google Hangouts every Monday morning where we kind of sit down and talk about our week face face to face mm -hmm. through Google um, and we have team meetings twice a month. Every other Friday we meet, but it's still just hard to like mm -hmm. have that kind of brainstorming and like the, oh, you're doing that. Oh, I can do this and I can mm -hmm. do that. And so that's kind of what we're missing a lot. So All right, excited. so it's sort of that spur of the moment thing. If I have an idea, let me go over and yes. talk to nobody. <laughs> I will sit here in my office and think about it real hard. <laughs> and I think we we are having, um, moving towards doing some of these bigger programs, we need that team effort. Like the, the Yule Ball isn't going to just be Catherine, even though it is teen-focused. She needs all of us to kind of participate and come up with ideas and help her and... I think that's something we can do more when we have, when we're all together. So Patty, how can branch staff help you in your department? I think the biggest way they can help us is to be aware of us. <laughs> um, if we're coming out to do a program in your branch, re remember that we're coming. <laughs> Which sounds, you know, self-explanatory, but sometimes it's not. And I understand, like, things happen and you get busy and things, but um, we've had cases where we've come out to a branch and no one knows that we're supposed to be there, no one knows where we're going, no one knows where we're setting up. Um, so just kind of just a remembrance that we're, we are coming out and we're doing a program. And I think another thing they can do that sort of continue on with the, hey, remember that we're coming um is if you if we get there and we need some help moving furniture around or something like that we can always use another body generally we're pretty good at moving furniture we've gotten very used to it yes. if we ever wanted to quit and start a moving company we would <laughs> be ready um but also i think talking up some of our big stuff and also, we aren't out in the branches every day, so we don't hear what your patrons are asking for and what is really hot and popular at your branches and stuff. So if there's ever an idea that you think would be a really cool program or something that would be really great that you think should be could be system-wide or like bigger than you can handle on your own, if you come to us with an idea, we will gladly help make it work if it's possible. I just think about like um, the Black History Month Quiz Bowl. Yeah. That wasn't our idea. It was Janae's idea. And it was a huge success 
and I think it was one of those programs that I don't know if she could have been able to handle it all on her own and we wouldn't have come up with the idea if she hadn't said anything. So it was really a nice blend of youth services and branch staff working together to make a program. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have more of that. So that's a great point. Yeah, and then I guess some of those ideas can come to you during the regular ELA meetings and the mm-hmm. team rep meetings and things like that. So people should, if you're a team rep or an ELA, you should feel free to share in those meetings too. Please, and like, I, I don't know, um, I don't know what it's been like in the past, but like, you you can always email me or call me. I'm really, really approachable. <laughs> I hardly ever yell at anybody. <laughs> <laughs> And it probably won't be you. So. It, no, it won't be. I'm certainly not going to yell if somebody comes with a great... I mean, I might yell in excitement, yeah. but like, I'm not going to yell in anger if you come at me with a great idea. Well, one of the other great ways that um, your department and branches work together is, of course, our annual summer reading program. Yeah. So uh, can you give us kind of an overview of this year's summer reading program and some of the changes that we maybe made this year from past yes. years or things that have remained the same even? So. Uh, hopefully a lot has stayed the same. Um, this year, the theme is a universe of stories which means we are focusing heavily on space and science and all of that fun stuff. Um, the program is, again, run through Beanstack. That hasn't changed. It's a points-based program. That has not changed. Uh, the one thing that has kind of changed is last year we had multiple prizes at each point level, and it got kind of confusing. And so this year, every 100 points has one prize. <laughs> only one and we've sort of stretched it out a little bit last year the program was basically complete at 200 points this year it's completed at 500 points so we have more levels to offer prizes and then to a thousand points they get entries into raffles the raffles or drawings have changed a little bit too the way it works is we have um, multiple things that we're giving away for both kids and teens. Uh, For kids, we have a telescope, $250 in Dave & Buster's money or gift card. I'm not quite sure how how that actually is going to work, but it's $250 to spend at Dave & Buster's. And two tickets to Medieval Times. Those are the prizes they can win. So when they go into Beanstack and they get their raffle entries they actually get an electronic ticket that the kids can then go in and they can pick which drawing they want to put that ticket towards so if they don't care about medieval times they can put all their tickets towards that 250 dave and busters if they don't care about dave and busters they can put it toward the telescope so i really like that option that gives them a chance to sort of decide for themselves what they want to win the same with the teens they have multiple prizes and they can pick and choose which ticket they want to put where. The birth to five, they only have one drawing, but we have, that's kind of exciting too. It's a personal story time, which we have not done before. And I think it's a really cool prize that doesn't really cost the library anything except a little bit of time, but I think it's really, it will make a really big impact on that kid because that's like a really cool thing that that Ela is going to do a story time for them and their friends and it'll be personal to them which and that was not our idea that was an Ela idea I can't remember I cannot remember which Ela came up with it but I was like yes 
That's a brilliant idea. So it's basically the kid can invite all their friends and so it's like kind of a yeah. little part, kind of a little party for them. Yeah. But it's all focused around that kid. Mm-hmm. And they can um, the ELAs can set the limit. Like I think we said, like twelve or fifteen kids, right. and it's up to the ELA and their manager to kind of figure out when they want to have it and kind of how whether they want to do it on a Sunday before we open or whether they want to do it in like the quiet room and take over the quiet room for an hour but and work it out with whoever wins in their schedule and are those prizes there's one for each branch yes for all those for for all those prizes yes yes i had to stop and think about that (laughs) um yes there's one telescope for each branch there's one drone for each branch and the gift cards and medieval times tickets there's one for each branch although it's going to be um Kids and teens are put together, so they're going to be drawing from from each. I do have another question. Um, if the kids or teens do not select which entry their tickets go to, is there like a preset? There is not. So they oh. are going to have to go in and pick which one they want it to go to. Oh, okay. If they don't, they're just not entered. Yep. And, can- and it does pop up. Okay. And it does so say you need to enter this ticket. Okay. Yeah. But that may be a talking point for staff too, to yes. make sure to mention. Thank you for that clarification. And can you go over, I know you said the drone, what, what else is available for teens as prizes? Okay. So actually, let's just go through all the prizes. Yay. <laughs> Everyone's favorite let's topic, prizes. Let's see if I can remember all the prizes. <laughs> so we're going to start with the birth to five. Okay. And... When they register, they get a free membership to the Hudgens Art Center. For 20 points, they get their name on the wall of readers. 100 points, they get one free ticket to the Aurora Playhouse's Children's Theater. 200 points, a beach ball. 300 points, they get to pick a book of their choosing from the selection we sent out. Uh, 400 points, they get a plush rocket ship or a plush robot. I don't know if you've seen the robots, but they are super, super cute. I'm very excited about them. And 500 to 1,000 points, they get a raffle entry for the personal story time. The kids' summer reading, which is kindergarten through fifth grade, they also get a membership to the Hudgens Art Center when they register. They get their name on the wall of readers at 20 points. 100 points, they get a free game from Stars and Strikes. 200 points, they get a free ticket to a Gwinnett Stripers game. That's a little bit different than last year. Last year they got two. This year they're getting one. But we're working with the Stripers. Again, they can pick any game that they want to go to, but we're working with the Stripers to have a couple of special nights where they're really going to highlight the library. And we wanted to do something to encourage people to come out to the games. It's more than just, here you can go to the game because a lot of those tickets weren't getting redeemed, and we hopefully this will kind of build up that relationship, too, with the Stripers. I think there's more we can do with them. Um, at 300 points, they get a free book. 400 points, they get a free kids' meal from Texas Roadhouse. And at 500 points, they get a raffle entry. And again, we're giving away a telescope, two tickets to Medieval Times, or a $250 gift card to Dave & Buster's, and 600 to 1,000 points more raffle tickets the teens (laughs) they also get a free membership to the Hudgens Art Center with registration I really want to they were really nice to give everyone just across the board Um, 
20 points get their name on the wall of readers. I don't know how many teens really are excited about that, but hey. They do. Yeah. Um, not, not as much as the little ones, but they do. Especially Excellent. like the little middle schoolers. The middle schoolers. Yeah. Okay, that makes me happy. <laughs> 100 points, they get a glow-in-the-dark lollipop. There are these like snap and glow lollipops, and they come with pop rocks, and you can dip them in there. And it was just we're like, yes, this is this is fun and ridiculous, and kind of I'm hoping that teens will like be excited about it because it's kind of a kid thing, and like that's super fun. Uh, Two hundred points to get a free ticket to the Gwinnett Stripers game. Three hundred points to get a book of your choosing. 400 points to get a free ranger meal from Texas Roadhouse, which is apparently it's their step up from the kids' meal. It's a slightly bigger meal, but it's still not like a full adult meal. But, hey, it's free food. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then 500 points is the entry to either a drone, a pair of movie tickets from AMC Theaters. So they get two tickets to the movie, two free popcorns, and two free drinks. That's nice. So they can either take a friend or they can go to the movies twice. (laughs) Like, I would probably go to the movies by myself twice. But, you know, I'm sure they have friends. Uh, Or two tickets to Medieval Times or a $250 gift card to Dave & Buster's. Other than all the wonderful prizes that we are going to be giving away, what are you most excited about for SOP? Man, I am really excited about that plush robot. So that is kind of hard to <laughs> kind of hard to say. Um, I am really excited about some of the stuff. Well, I'm excited to see the summer performers, the kickoff performers. Um, they're people I haven't seen before. I think we've had them a couple of times, but they're new to me. So I'm excited about that. I like the reptile guy. I'm, I like reptiles, so I'm excited about having snakes. I'm super excited about the planetarium. It's going to be at Lilburn for a day. Um, I am like, well, we're going to see how this works. <laughs> uh, if it works out really well, it might be something we can maybe have back, or we can have. They have the Chattahoochee Nature Center that has it and is going to bring it out. They have several other programs that they offer, and um, if this works, we might do some more stuff with them. Um, I'm excited. This is going to be ridiculous, but I'm excited to finally see Ken Scott because I have had so much buildup. Everyone has told me how great he is, and I'm like, if he doesn't do actual magic, like <laughs> Harry Potter level, <laughs> making stuff fly, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Yeah, but he's a great performer. He I've he's heard really good things about him, so I'm super excited to see him. Um, I guess the other thing that personally I'm excited about is it's a time when I get to see my team a lot. Uh, We go out and when we're doing the puppet shows and stuff, as much work as that is, I genuinely enjoy working with my team. They're very funny. They're a lot of fun to hang around with. And we have a really good time when we're in that van driving around the county doing puppet shows every day. It's a lot of work, but it's it's when the best jokes get told and when we have like ridiculous things that we call back to later. And it's just a lot of fun for us personally. So I am looking forward to that. <laughs> it should be fun. Well, we wanted to wrap up with just a Fun little question, and that's, you can list more than one if you want, but what's your favorite book to read to kids? 
you can't if you can't go to one if you have a few. It's kind. It's hard because it depends on on what what group of kids and what's the ages. I like anything that is a little bit wacky and a little bit weird. Um, B.J. Novak's The Book With No Pictures is super fun because you get to make silly and ridiculous words and you get to be silly. Um, Jan Thomas has a lot of things that are just kind of silly books. I enjoy that a lot. For older kids, I really like... (laughs) There's a couple that I really like. Uh, I like A Bad Case of the Stripes by David Shannon, which is kind of an oldie, but a goodie. It's a classic. There's one called Carnivores, and I can't remember who it's by right now, but it's it's about a shark and a wolf and... A lion that they're sad that animals don't want to be their friends because they're going to eat them, and so they like <laughs> they're like we'll make a pact we won't eat the animals and they'll like us and they try and it it just fails and they end up eating like a bunch of animals <laughs> and it's one of those things where you're like what oh that took an unexpected <laughs> turn but it's hilarious <laughs> and for older kids like third grade man it is great I love it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, weird and wacky, kind of dark. Those are the books I like the best. <laughs> I know what book I'm looking for next. <laughs> mm-hmm. Read that one to my kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Great bedtime story. How about that? <laughs> There's one called Chloe and the Lion that's definitely for older kids. It's like a. It's by Mac Barnett, and it's for kids who are probably they have to understand the concept of a picture book that there is an author and an illustrator and what their jobs are mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. in it mac barnett is the author of this book and he has a disagreement with the illustrator i can't remember who it is and it might be reynolds and they have this argument and so he fires him halfway through the book and he then is like I'll just draw it myself and so the art changes in the book and like it's really bad and then it changes again and so it's really funny but it plays with that concept of what a book is and if the kids aren't old enough to understand what a book is it's not funny some of those meta ones are fun to read but you're like I'm not sure the kid's getting it (laughs) right and it's definitely a book that's for like third and fourth graders but it's a picture book and I actually had a really interesting conversation with the author at a festival. We were chatting once, and I was saying how much I liked it and how I thought it was really cool that he was making picture books for older kids. And we both sort of enthusiastically yelled at each other about how much we think older kids need picture books and how all of the same arguments that people make that about graphic novels, about visual literacy, and the kind of legitimization of, of graphic novels could apply to picture books as well. And we were surprised that people haven't made that argument in leap. Yeah, why do you think the Wimpy Kid books are so popular? Kids, well, ooh, I, I struck a nerve. Uh, no, 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 I actually read one. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. Um, I think it's that combination of of art and story, and Mm -hmm. I think that that Greg Kinney has, like, I I don't know what he has tapped into, how he manages to get that that part of, like, that sixth grader brain, but, man, he does. Like, he just nails it. And the same with, I mean, Dave Pilkey with the Captain Underpants and the dog. Yeah, he's got that first grader mindset yes. like, I mean, that's fart like, jokes yeah. galore they just 
love it. Judy Bloom does that too. Like if you yes. go back and read old mm-hmm. Judy Bloom books, you can still like they every time they just redo the cover and the kids just love the book. She just they, has that way of like being able to put herself in the mindset of a middle schooler. I love like, the. I don't know if you've seen the new cover for. Are you, it, are you there, God? Oh it's me, God. Margaret, because it's it's like text bubble. Oh yes, and, and then it's yes. like dot dot dot, as if somebody might be responding. Yes. It's just a brilliant yes. <laughs> cover scheme. And I was like, and because the, they're kind of universal stories. Like, yeah, there's like some stuff that's not like it doesn't have the tech and stuff, but like I think they think updated. it matters. I, I don't know right, if well, they'll talk about get, getting a dime to go to the payphone yes. and all yes. stuff, and yeah, but. In a way, they're historical fiction now. <laughs> yes. Wow, doesn't that make you feel good about yourself? <laughs> they updated all the babysitter um, club books. I know that like one of the kid, one of the girls was diabetic, and they had to update that. Well, they updated the text of the book Stacey. itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stacy's a diabetic. Yes, and so <laughs> the information was just flat out wrong. Oh, interesting. Now, interesting so that they changed it. Yeah, so they changed it, and I think they, I think they actually went in and like they took out. Um, all instances of calling on like a rotary phone and like updated some things. I mean, if you're gonna update it already, you might as well put some That's stuff into. Cool. Yeah. Well, I know they had new life after Amanda Telgemeier's graphic yeah. novels, mm-hmm. and then Gail Galligan's doing them now, which I'm somebody so... else is taking over. Yeah, shit too, I saw. Ga- Gail's like, I love her. I've yeah. liked her since she like I found her web comic, and I like her web comic a lot. And then I'm met her and turns out one of my friends went to college with her husband and so she like oh yeah Gail and I was like okay and then she I found out she got the babysitters club and I was like oh my god that's so awesome so happy for her I didn't know she had a web comic no, yeah, no, and, and it's it funny it's funny to think that people in the comic book world are all like Raina Telgemeier is the highest is the highest selling graphic novel person ever in mm-hmm. the world right mm-hmm. and <laughs> what's really interesting is like I went to um I go to Heroes Con in North Carolina every year, and I love it because it's just crap. It's just comics, and the the names who come are amazing. Like if you like comics, it is every big name for like Marvel and DC and Image, and like they're all there. And it's super small, so you can like just go up to them and talk to them and stuff. And um, Jeremy Whitley was there, and he writes a comic called Princeless. And he's also writing for Marvel. He's, like, doing one of the Wasp books and stuff now. But at the time, he had Princeless. And we were chatting about stuff, and it came up. And he's like, you know what's interesting? He looked around, he's like, there's a room full of the biggest names in the comics industry. He's like, I'm willing to bet. He's like, more than half of them have no idea who Raina Telgemeier is. Mm -hmm. He's like, and she's like... He's like, because they don't think about preteen and teen mm-hmm. girls yeah. as a market, mm-hmm. and he does because that's what Princeless is for, and he writes for that. But like, right, well, like the comic book world is a different world than the publishing world because like, they don't know Raina Telgemeier, they don't know Dave Pilkey, they don't know yeah. Greg, Greg Kinney, they don't know Dork Diaries for yeah. oh, whatever gosh, that yes. is. I can't remember yes. who that is, but, but those are like the biggest, <laughs> hottest graphic novels right? out there now. And I'm like, and the guy who does Amulet, that was a huge oh, thing. Yes, too. Yes. Kazuki and. I think it's just less intimidating, especially kids who are not strong readers. Like, whenever I do talk to the kids who like those books, they're like, and I talk to the parents, I'm like, your kid is reading 200 pages. Yeah. Even if just half of it is, you know, print, I was just like, they're not going to read the other books. Let them. 
And I'm like, you know, visual literacy is something that's kind of important, especially yeah. now in this day and age when, like, so much stuff is on screens and so there's so much stuff about visual yeah. literacy. And I'm like, you know, they, they're getting something out of these comments. It helps them make connections, too, especially for struggling readers who maybe don't understand all the vocabulary. The images help them make that connection. But And, I mean, I'm a perfectly good reader, I love comics. Like, I love sitting down. And, like, I like the kids' comics. Like, I really... Raina Telgemeier's books, I love them. They're fantastic. Um, Ben Hatke, who writes Zeta the Space Girl. Yes. I, oh, my God. I, I love that man. Right. Well, thank you, Patty, so much for the great conversation and all the information about your department and SRP and all that great stuff that's coming up. Excellent. Thank you for having me. And I guess, you know, the end is if anybody has any questions, I am around and in my office and on email. So give me a call. And she's happy to hear from you. I am happy to hear from you. It's really nice to actually talk to people.